This epidemic is going to cause catastrophic damage to many companies. I think startups are particularly vulnerable to the effects of this kind of situation. If your company is experiencing severe hardship from this crisis, or indeed any crisis, I have five tips for you to help it survive. Hi, I'm Lance. Welcome to Feel the Boot, where every other week I upload tips and advice for startups. Hit the subscribe button and the bell to be notified each time new episodes become available. My biggest experience with dealing with a crisis in a startup was Anonymizer when the dot-com bubble burst in 2000. We had to take a lot of pretty drastic steps to keep our company alive through the fallout of that event. First, you need to reset your expectations for fundraising. With the economic turmoil and the markets in free fall, angel investors are just not putting money into new startups. This is not the time they want to be taking their retirement savings and betting it on high-risk opportunities. Some venture funds may still be investing because they already have the funds committed, but they're going to be taking a very careful approach. And because all of the market is down, you're likely to see lower valuations than you were expecting. My experience with Anonymizer in 2000 was that when the crisis hit, we had funding lined up and fully negotiated. We had the term sheet signed. And even so, in the glare of the crisis, everything evaporated. Number two, look for opportunities in the crisis. There are often silver linings exposed as these things change the on-the-ground situation. Now, it's important not to look like a mercenary when you're doing this. You don't want to be trying to jack up prices or take advantage of the situation in any way. But there are often ways in which you can contribute or help or take advantage of new situations that become exposed because of the crisis. For example, after the dot-com fallout, we were still in trouble when 9-11 happened. And we sat down and said, what can we do to contribute to that? We realized the FBI had a terrorist tip site, which was in the clear and at their overt domain name. And really anyone with a real tip, serious information about terrorism, was going to get killed for going to this. So we reached out to some contacts we had in the FBI and said, hey, we'll set up an anonymous, secure, backdoor into your tip system that would allow people to safely give tips. And of course, they didn't say no. So we set that up within the next couple of days and processed something like 25,000 tips over the next couple of months. And while that didn't generate any actual cash for us, the relationships and goodwill that that generated completely transformed our company over the next couple of years. Number three, hoard cash. There's a lot of ways of keeping track of revenue, gap accounting, spreading things. Whether or not you recognize certain revenues or certain liabilities, they really don't matter in a crisis. The only thing that matters to you right now is cash. You should hoard it like a dragon. Be like smog. Right away, start focusing on revenue generation. Anything you can do to bring cash through the door. If you're a restaurant, maybe that's selling gift certificates or futures with discounts. If you're a hotel, pre-booking. If you're a SaaS service, get people to re-up early and for longer subscriptions. When I was in a particularly tight cash crunch, I actually advanced the date at which I renewed my customers by a week to generate a quick bump of cash to allow us to make payroll that month. If you have goodwill with an established customer base right now, reach out to them and be honest about the situation you're in. Often, they'll be willing to step up and help you out because they appreciate what you're doing and they want you to stay in business. 
Number four, slash costs aggressively. If you don't absolutely need it for the operation of your business, it has to go. That's all of your rents, services, subscriptions, uh, leases for things that you don't really need. Cut back everything, cut it to the bone right now. It's gonna be about runway for you at this point because you don't know when things are gonna recover, you don't know when the market may come back and start paying more for your services. You have no idea when you're gonna be getting that next investment or at what terms. So the longer you can stretch your money, the better. Pinch those pennies till Lincoln screams. Finally, number five, and this really only applies if your situation is dire. Don't pay your bills, or at least don't pay the bills that are connected to services that could shut down your business. Literally, if it can't turn off the lights, turn off the internet, turn off your servers, then you probably don't need to pay it. This is extreme business practice, not something you wanna do every day, but you have in this situation more negotiating leverage than you think. The person may come to you and say, you have to pay me, but realistically, what can he do? If you refuse, his only real option is to sue you. And if someone sues you in this situation, you're probably just going to declare bankruptcy and walk away, at which point they're not gonna get anything or a couple of pennies because fundamentally all of your assets are in the company. So you can just look them in the eye and say, here's the situation, and I encourage honesty in this. Very books open, cards face up. Here's my situation. We're trying to survive. We can't survive and pay this bill. Your bill is not going to get paid unless we survive. So you're gonna to need to ride this crisis out with us. You're gonna to need to wait, be patient. We promise we will pay you. We care about the service you're providing, but we can't do it now or for a while. And for the people who are really pushy, you might be able to negotiate paying off pennies on the dollar. Anonymizer was able to settle a $250,000 debt with an internet provider for $25,000. And that's because they needed the cash right away, in part because they were going bankrupt. But it never hurts to ask for those. So two directions. One, don't pay. Two, try to get a write-off at a lower rate if you can pay now. And even for those people who can turn you off immediately, usually they don't. There's a process to turning off the lights, turning off the internet, shutting down your hosting. And so if you're in a short-term cash crunch and have visibility to getting out, and this is an ethical situation, you don't want to just not pay when you know you're going to have to close the doors. But if you believe you have a path to success, you can in fact just put those on hold for a weeks to months while you get the ship righted and then start paying again. There's a lot of things you can do that really aren't part of normal business programs and business training, but can save you in times like this. As a whole, I call this the cockroach strategy because people say cockroaches will still be around crawling and doing their thing after a nuclear war. And you wanna be that, you wanna be the survivor when the dust settles. After all, if you're not alive, you can't win, you have to be there. In fact, many of the most successful companies out there were forged in the hot fires of crises. They were started or grew during very difficult times and that created a lot of discipline. This whole process is really about focusing on the fundamentals of your business, understanding the things that matter, getting rid of frivolous expenses, focusing on the processes and activities in your business that contribute to revenue, that directly benefit your customers. That's how you're gonna be able to earn your way out of this when no other options are really on the table anymore. 
When the dot-com bubble burst, Anonymizer had a term sheet for funding. That went away, we weren't surprised. Shortly after that, we got an offer to be acquired. We were thrilled. Here was our lifeline. Except, of course, they were a dot-com too, and the whole thing fell apart as their stock price cratered. And finally, we had to do the thing that we thought was never going to work, which was earn our way out. Really buckle down, focus on the fundamentals, cut costs, pay attention to revenue, squeeze those pennies, and survive. Until the market came back, we were able to pivot, discovered new opportunities, and because we were alive, we could take advantage of the economic bounce at the end of the crisis, and that's really what powered a lot of our growth. Thanks for listening to this episode of Feel the Boo. I hope you found it useful and interesting, and if so, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. I also encourage you to check out our website at feeltheboot.com and our Feel the Boot YouTube channel with video versions of these podcasts. Finally, I would really appreciate it if you would share this information with other entrepreneurs. I'm trying to help as many people as possible. Till next time, ciao. Thank you.